This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ali Dean. I really am rugged with his. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be me and the caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back and not give me just a little room? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. Oh. I'm catching the ball, right? I'm moving my head. No, I'm laying it off. Well, that's too low. I'm proning. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing through my fucking lawn chair. Is that right, Uncle? Did you get out trying to be amazing? Come on. Ball, uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. We're so glad to have you with us here. Happy Sunday morning. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. We're live from a major championship. The Dogwood Golf Club, Austell, Georgia. It is Club Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday. It is all. Did you did you notice what I wore today? I saw that you wore the victory red. I, I, I want to inspire you in anticipation. I, I, I needed to inspire. I need a win in my life because because yes. I watched both ends of the doubleheader yesterday. Oh. I need a win. I need you to come home with this thing. So I wore the victory red to inspire you on that first tee. Yes. So think about this. Is not just about you, Brian. This championship is about a lot of people. Tell me, I got the hopes of an entire community. Riding on your shoulders. Is today a day game or a night game with the Mets? Oh, I think it's 3 o'clock start. 3 o'clock start. We'll be over with by then. 4-10 first pitch, says Derek Thomas, who knows these things. 3 from, o'clock in the central time zone. From City Field. Yes, we, Ollie and I, not- <laughs> notoriously operate on the central time zone. Uh, we're only about 60 miles from the central time zone exactly. here. At, uh, at the Dogwood Golf I'm sure Club. we have coverage in Phoenix City. Uh, Phoenix City, Eastern Time Zone. That is correct. Remember that? They have annexed themselves from the Central Time Zone. Yes, who knew? They have joined the Eastern Time Zone. I don't know how they Mm. did it. I don't know. I do know why, and I'm glad they did it, but I don't know how they did that. I mean, think about that. I can't get on a no-call list. No, but they annexed an entire They decided they're in a whole different time zone. Good for them. Yes, I walked into uh, the Renaissance down there at uh, St. Augustine. I stay there all the time. And I've been staying there for many, 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 many years. It's the one right across from uh, Bill Murray's brother's... Yeah, the Caddyshack. The Caddyshack. Yes, exactly. Is it like an anniversary uh, for Caddyshack? Uh, did we just have... Uh, did, Derek, did Derek tell us that? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, 
So sometimes, Dennis, <laughs> if you're going to bring it up, why don't you look it up? I'm not looking it up. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm not even going to tell the Marriott story. Uh, they they always want my phone number. Right. And I'm like, first of all, I'm already in your club. You already have my phone number. Second of all, during the time I've been a member of your, your company, your little group here, mm. you have lost my data twice. Ooh. Twice. Mm. So why don't you stop chirping about my phone number? You don't think they sold it, do you? <laughs> no chance. Uh, but the folks in Phoenix City, they've got their act together. They do. That's such. We appreciate them. Uh, the uh, folks in one of the, I don't even know which court this is. It doesn't even matter. There is a... Uh, Some district court in California, isn't it? Yes. We are We are at... With with Live Golf, we are we got Matt Vanderpool's coming up on the program. That's an uplifting story. Everything that's going on here at Dogwood, that's an uplifting story. Great tournament going on at the Wyndham Championship. Uplifting story. Women's British Open is going on. Uplifting story. You can look up all of those. But that's not where we're at. Because Ollie and I sat here in these chairs. Not these exact chairs, but the chairs over at the studios at the Battery and told you what was going to happen with this live golf situation we told you that it was going to come down to the major championships and world golf ranking points and that it was going to be settled in court and earlier this week in whatever that district court is up there in northern california there is a lawsuit about there so there they are in court arguing about world golf ranking points and talking about tampering with the major championships <laughs> it is a uh, it is an antitrust Loss or there are elements of it against the PGA Tour. And there's a temporary injunction side of this because there are three players that would not have gotten in the FedEx Cup playoffs that want to play, and they start next week. They start they start on Thursday. First shot struck in Memphis in on Thursday. Yes. So tour championships right around the corner. And yeah, the playoffs question, start next week. Question is, will the live guys be a part of it or not? Well, we know they're not going to be a part of it until at least Wednesday. <laughs> because they are not welcome on property Monday or Tuesday. The court ruling is supposed or the, the court deliberations are supposed to happen on Tuesday. Yes. So if there's going to be a special temporary injunction. Uh, all right, so let's get to let's start with that. Uh, Scottish Open, they, a couple of players got a special. I think six of them wound up getting a special temporary injunction. They, uh, yeah, they went to some. I don't know what kangaroo courts they have over there in Europe, but it was some world arbitration of sport court or some made up thing. Yeah. they probably wear wigs. Yeah, they were, uh, who knows what? I think I think Mr. Bean had snuck in there. Yeah, I think like, he actually is the head justice. He gave the ruling, and because mm. he was just pretending that he was supposed to be there, he really was, you know, looking for a sandwich or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they won that one. Yes, the kangaroo court ruled in their favor. The players were allowed to play in the Scottish Open. And so and the, the additional element there, what makes that one a little bit different than this one, the European Tour had let them play, let these players play in Germany because they just weren't prepared. They, In reality, they didn't know who they were going to side with yet. So they let no, those guys. They were waiting for checks to be written. Yes, they they were in the catbird seat. Maybe was, even waited for them to clear. Maybe because Liv was throwing money at them. The tour was going. PGA Tour was going to throw money at them. They were able to sit there in the middle and wait to get the best offer they got. And I don't know if they got it, but they decided to side with the PGA Tour, and we're happy they did. Yes. So they decided to side with the PGA Tour the week of the Scottish Open. Then they say, okay, you guys can't play anymore. You played in the one. You can't play in the Scottish Open because the Scottish Open is a co-sanctioned event with the PGA Tour. So there are players, and this does apply to Memphis, that had been suspended from the PGA Tour 
that thought they could play because it was also a European tour event. We're yes. sitting here at Dogwood. I am also fortunate enough to be a member over at Pine Tree. If, if this was a dual club championship and we were playing both, both groups here mm-hmm. and I had been suspended at Pine Tree... I wouldn't think that I could play in this here because I hadn't been suspended here, but that's the situation we have. These guys were suspended from one tour. The DP World Tour did not suspend them, but because this was a sanctioned, a co-sanctioned event, they thought, well, let's see. And Mr. Bean in the court with the wigs let him in. Yes. All right. That's what happened back then. That was way back in July. <laughs> Correct. That was a month ago. God, just a month, really? Yeah, it's not even a full oh. month. <laughs> this live stuff is making golf time stand still. Yes, so that's what happened oh. then. You need to know that because now these guys have been suspended since March. Which is the big difference, and I'm glad they're getting to this point because the timing of you're not allowed to play in Europe and the player's reaction to that to try and get an injunction was nearly immediate. Yes. It's a longer runway here that Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Matt Jones are looking for here. They had plenty of time to file any sort of injunction that they wanted to file. Yes. They have been told, and they have been told multiple times, the PGA Tour said, if you go play over there... You can't play here. You can't play here. And there is a process about conflicting event releases, and Ollie and I have been up one side and down the other side on that. Yes. They've, they went through the process. The tour was very obvious. Look, you can have it for this one, but you can't have it for these. Uh, there's a limit. There are geographic restrictions. There's all the rules. And they told them, if you break this rule, you are suspended. Yes. They were not unclear about that. No. That was a given. If anything, maybe we didn't cover that enough on this show because it was obvious. It was obvious. You break this rule, you're suspended. Max Scherzer can't throw two innings for the Braves today because the Mets will suspend him. Yeah, they would be upset with that. You can't do that. No, he can't do that. You just can't. No. And if he did, goes and throws the second inning for the Braves. Or goes and plays left field for, I don't know what that, but it's just a dumb example. Then he can't go walk back. He's expecting to walk back over to their dugout and hang out there with the Mets for the rest of the game? That's what this lawsuit is. They were told, A, if you do this, you're going to be suspended. Then they were told, you are suspended. Now they're saying, well, but we want to play in the playoffs. Okay, that's great. You're suspended. For something we told you you were going to be suspended for. And by the way, the thing they told them they were going to be suspended for is not unreasonable. No. Um, not to go all the way back to these earlier conversations that you and I have been completely right about from the beginning. But there is membership criteria that you agree to and that you sign a paper saying you will abide by every year in order to be a member of the pga tour every year a membership of the tour comes with certain privileges uh, there's a really nice pension plan a lot of people say it's one of the best in the the world of sports what makes these guys not independent contractors they're not independent contractors. not even close and i'll tell you who is definitely not an independent contractor the three knuckleheads that are coming over here suing to try and get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right. They have an employee. So I don't want to hear independent contractor arguments from the live people anymore. You are employees of an employer, and your employer happens to be the Saudi Arabian government. And I'm not saying that for political or moral stance. That's who the they reality for. is they work for somebody. And I question whether or not these three players are doing this of their own volition or whether their employer has told them you need to do this. 
I, I, I think that's probably more likely than the first scenario. It doesn't matter. They're doing it. They are. Uh, I don't mind that they're doing it. I don't blame them for doing it. you got to ask. I blame them for doing it. And I blame them for this reason. I will go back to what Justin Thomas said early on in this process, is if you want to go, go. But if you want to go and theoretically diminish the value of the very tour that gave you the platform to create all these millions of dollars by going, don't come back and try and usurp that. Just go. Right. Just leave. Build your own program. Make it the best in the world. Get more than 53,000 people to tune in on YouTube and watch the thing. But go do it. Don't come back over here. Why are they coming back? That's that's the question that a lot of PGA Tour players are asking. Why are you coming back? You've been telling us now for a year how good this tour is going to be. You've now got players over there that are playing. All they're telling us as they read their talking points is how good the tour is. Why do you want to come back? Well, there's a long answer to that question. They they want to come back to get the FedEx Cup money that they played some events for. Well, they're going to get some. I think it's bigger than that. I I think at the end of the day, this has been my position for a very long time. In order for these multi-billion dollar investments that have already been made by Liv to pay off at any point in the future... The PGA Tour has to be diminished because you have to be able to collect all that money that the PGA Tour is getting. And whether it's the number one rights fee in the world of golf, whether it's corporate sponsorship, whether it's attendance, you have to diminish the value of the PGA Tour in order to create the value that you need to offset multiple billions of dollars of investment. So that's what this is about. It's not about FedEx money. Got to have it all. So they're in court. I will tell you this, though. Of all the golfers that have defected, that have, you know, chosen to apply their craft in a different venue, the ones that have resigned their tour membership, I have a great deal more respect for than those 11, I think, that are named in the lawsuit of suing the PGA Tour. They made their choice. They did, and they left the tour behind, and they're not part of the lawsuit. They simply moved on. Good for them. And I, and I don't know that entire list, but I know... It doesn't even matter. Patrick Reed's on it. Yeah. Good Patrick for him. Reed said, and there were some legal reasons why he needed to resign, because when you were playing in the competing events, you were subject to a lawsuit if you were still a PGA Tour member. Yeah. You were subject to fines. So they resigned, so they're out of that, which also then means they can't come back. Uh, that's fine. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. The question is, why would they want to come back? All right, well, why do they want to come back? Hey, look, Let's look at the last two weeks. Tony Finau's won the last two PGA Tour events. He won $1.2 and $1.1 million or thereabouts. He won two 72-hole PGA Tour events, won a little bit more, a little bit less than $3 million. A lot less than $3 million, or let's call it a little bit less than $3 million. For winning two 72-hole PGA Tour events against full fields over four rounds. Henrik Stenson played 54 holes against 47 other players and won $4.5 million. It's what big, do you want to come back for? I mean, that's a big payoff for an exhibition. Yes. It is a big payoff. And For a guy ranked 175th in the world, by the way, he hasn't won on the PGA Tour in six years. Yeah. So that's a good place for Henry Stenson to be. He'd be sixth in this club championship right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he'd make the championship play? Uh, I don't know that he'd have the last tee time. Probably not. He definitely wouldn't be worth a darn if he was playing in the net, net division. Not with these handicaps. Henrik Stenson in the net division. Henrik Stenson in the net division here at the Dogwood Club Championship would be in dead last in every single one of those fictional sheets of paper. They are fictional. Dead yeah. last. Mm. Fictional sheets of paper. <laughs> 
Special welcome to those of you who may have been wanting to come over and say hello. <laughs> Talk about one of those fictional sheets of paper. Uh, so what this is going to come down to, what this court case, what, what at least one element of this court case is going to come down to is damages. Can you prove damages? And it's going to be really hard for the live players to prove damages when, as we just said, Henrik Stenson in one week out-earned Tony Finau in two weeks, and they both won. Yeah, I think that's something to make pretty clear on, on this Tuesday, waiting for the decision to come out. This doesn't change anything. Um, you know, all they're going to rule on is the temporary injunction for the three players to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, if they decide that they can, that doesn't mean that the PGA Tour is going to lose the antitrust lawsuit. If they decide that they can, it doesn't mean the PGA Tour is going to win. This is going to be a very long, many years, unfortunately, process before we get final resolution on the antitrust elements. Uh, we will get some resolution on whether the, the three get to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And let me tell you what a contentious locker room that will cause. Yes, because the other half of this lawsuit, the antitrust part of this, now the live players are suing the PGA Tour. As Davis Love III pointed out, he lives in a small community, Sea Island, Georgia. Uh, he says, I've got neighbors down there that are playing for this other group, and they are suing me. If Liv wins this lawsuit, that is Davis's money they're winning. That's Zach Johnson's money they're winning. That's Tiger's money they're winning. That's everybody who stayed behind's money that they are winning if they were to win. Yeah, I think that's a really important point to make. I've talked to a lot of my friends that, you know, certainly are not, you know, deep into the world of golf. And they kind of look at this conflict between Liv and the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan in similar familiarity to you know a player strike or a lockout um where it's the players against the ownership group yeah this is not the players against an ownership group this no. is live against the pga tour players the pga tour is made up of its membership which are the players they are on the you know the advisory council board they make the final decisions jay monahan and his team are there to serve the membership the membership does not serve them. So no. this is not players against ownership. This is the live golf players and their employer suing Justin Thomas, Billy Horschel, Davis Love III. You're suing the players. Um, so if these three players get on property, there might be some interesting conversations. Yeah. Or there might be no conversations. Yeah, this is not. It, it just turned unfriendly between the players. To this point, every comment we've gotten from the players has been pretty on the fence. Hey, the guys that stayed have all referenced the size of the money and look at you know, what we all do with the size of the money. A few of them have referenced the source of the money, but not too many. No. They've all tried to give their friends who went a line back. That's gone now. That's over with. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're pulling the lifesaver back into the boat. Yeah. Good and luck. The, and the guys that went who haven't referenced the money... A lot of folks are just waiting. Hey, just tell me you went for the money. Yeah. They, they won't reference the money because they've been told they can't reference the money. Now they're coming back to sue for more money, and this time it belongs to the guy that bit his tongue. The well, guy that bit his tongue is done, done biting his tongue. I think one of the you know, the toughest questions for the live guys to answer was one of their early talking points was, you know, we're doing this to grow the game of golf. So so maybe this is his answer. You know, maybe the lawsuit and, you know, creating a permanent rift between professional tours. Yeah. Maybe that's how they plan to grow the game. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what's going on there. That that's uh, that's where we're at, though. Aaron Thorne, the ladies golf coach at Kennesaw State University, has joined me, the voice of the Owls, and Ali Dean, the voice of the Owls, 
here at Dogwood. Aaron, welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you didn't know what you were walking into. I had but you, no clue. <laughs> you did know enough to wear the victory red. Everybody is trying to inspire you this morning. How Brian. did you know to wear the victory red? It's a little bit of luck, but while I was walking my dog, it hit me that I'm in the right colors. You wa- It you- was the long sleeve shirt at the top while uh, walking the dog. So while you were okay. walking your dog, you thought of Brian. Yeah. Happens to I me mean, all the time. That's a good caddy, right? <laughs> Always thinking about your player. Happens to me all the time. That is, that is great. Jeez. Especially when she stops for a minute. Then I definitely think about Brian. <laughs> Thank you for that. Erin has come in on brand with her with her Adidas red top and her, and her black shorts. <laughs> Ollie's come in with his red tour championship top. All the cart boys here, notice they're all wearing red shirts. Everybody's trying. It's a sign. Yeah. There's your support. Speaking of the Tour Championship, great conversation with Alex Urban last week. Yes. Let's go buy some tickets. Let's buy some tickets. Tourchampionship.com. Get some tickets. Is the spot. Uh, They're going to have 30, well, they're going to have the 30 best players. That we know. We do know that. Uh, I don't think they're going to have 32 players. But for you and a ticket holder, who cares? Yeah, I don't think Taylor Gooch can sue his way into the Tour Championship. It's hard hard to do that. It's going to be challenging. Even if he did... You as a ticket holder, that's just one more guy to watch. One more guy to watch. (laughs) What do you care? All right, we're going to take a break. Aaron Thorne is with us. We are live at Dogwood. Club Championship is going on. Matt Vanderpool from the Georgia State Golf Association is at a great event in Savannah. He's going to tell us all about it next. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, Henrik Stenson is uh, driving away from captaincy, the European Ryder Cup. He drove right away, just left it. In a Brinks truck? In a Brinks truck. But it didn't take the European Tour long to name their new Ryder Cup captain. Roy McIlroy. That would have been something. That was my pick. It's not a bad pick. Mm. They went with Luke Donald. That's a good pick. Yeah. Luke Donald was in the mix to be Ryder Cup captain before. Uh, Honestly, they had to. How many additional addendums do you think they added to that contract? At this point, do you even need it? <laughs> you know? Pretty sure. I mean, Greg says he's got another $2 billion he's sitting on over there, so I wouldn't put it past them to try and sharpen another stick and put it in the Ryder Cup's eye by going after Luke Donald. Yeah. So it's going to be Zach Johnson versus Luke Donald in Italy coming up next year uh, as far as the captains are concerned. Are you excited about the President's Cup this year? Well, I'm excited about the fact that it's going to be a complete mess. This year could be a complete mess. Yes. I, I, I'm excited for more Davis Love sound bites. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice, who also brings you the interview of the month. Joining us from Savannah, Georgia, actually Richmond Hill, Georgia, the Ford Field and River Club, which is stunning. The CEO of the Georgia State Golf Association, Matt Vanderpool. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. We've had a busy morning here on the program. You're providing a much-needed respite from all of the live talk. (laughs) Matt, I've got a very important question to start this interview off with, though. I'm not wearing wearing a red red shirt, Ollie. (laughs) Matt! I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. That's not our team team uniform today, unfortunately. 
Uh, well, tell us what the team uniform is and why are you wearing uniform? What, what, what is the uniform? What are you doing down there? Yeah, so we, we are, again, at the Ford Field and River Club uh, conducting our annual Georgia-South Carolina Girls Junior Challenge match. Uh, we play this matches on an annual basis. We, we, with South Carolina, we have girls' matches and, and boys' matches. Uh, we had the boys' matches last week at the Savannah Golf Club and uh, won those matches. Uh, today's the final round of these uh, uh, Georgia-South Carolina girls' matches. Uh, we are up 12 points to 6 points after yesterday's first round. Uh, but these matches annually pit the top six finishers in each state's respective girls' junior championship. Uh, we bring them together. We alternate hosting uh, every other year and uh, just play two, two rounds of singles matches. So uh, it's, it's a wonderful contest and opportunity. You know, in golf, you don't get to play team play all that much. But uh, this is a wonderful opportunity to showcase the best young ladies in uh, Georgia and South Carolina in, in a fun competitive environment. What a great idea, and what a great host spot there, Ford Field and River Club. It, it used to be the Ford Plantation. I've been uh, lucky enough to play down there, Matt. How do you put that in your own words, What it is you're, where it is you guys are playing right now? It, it, it doesn't get much better than, than this, BK. I mean, the, you know, it's interesting for, for those that haven't been here, the front nine and the back nine are, are pretty drastically different from uh, an architecture standpoint. It's a peat dye design, so you can imagine – it's pretty challenging layout, um, but just the history of, of this property and the golf course itself. I mean, these girls are uh, are in for a treat this weekend, and, and we've had nothing but uh, amazing accolades for the golf course and, and the facilities here. Gotta love it. All right, so I saw I saw one of the tweets, Matt Vanderpool, our guest, Georgia State Golf Association, uh, referring to the Georgia team as the Peaches. Uh, yes. Is it is it South Carolina's the Palmetto State, right? That's a tree. I don't think they want to be the trees. Are are we picking mascots, or did you guys just make that up for Twitter? Well, we we, we actually do a mid am and senior uh, women's match with South Carolina, and it's called the Peach Palmetto Match. So, <clears throat> kind of a carryover from that. We're we're uh, kind of Team Peaches being from Georgia, and they're kind of Team Palmetto uh, being from South Carolina. So. Uh, just trying to make it fun and, and interesting here uh, for the girls. So all good. So they are they are trees. They're trees. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are trees. Yeah. And works, I mean, yeah. Still we're great. Great. They have a tree as a mascot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, busy point in the uh, in the schedule. You guys were just down there in that area. By the way, lots of action down there in that uh, southeastern part of the state. This, the uh, state am was down there. Uh, assess right. where we're at now for the Georgia State Golf Association. You just got through with a bunch of great events. What's what's left on the schedule for the year? Yeah, we're we're past the midway point. We had three championships wrap up this past week. Our our match play, our women's match play, and our super senior. Uh, we got a couple of, uh, uh, I guess, a week off, and then we're back at it with our, our women's senior is going to be played at Cherokee. And then late, later on in September, we've got our public links championship at Woodmont, and our men's senior is going to be at Green Island over in, in Columbus area. And then, uh, you know, past that, we've still got uh, four, four or five more championships before we uh, round out our year. So, uh, like I said, past the midway point, but still, uh, still going strong with our, our competitive season. Matt, I love how you just run through those venues, kind of matter-of-factly, but again, the GSGA comes up with some of the greatest venues in the state to hold their competitions. Uh, congratulations on that roster of courses. Well, Ollie, we, we couldn't do it without our, our host clubs. I mean, they, they 
love to have us and we're very privileged to be able to showcase some of the best courses in Georgia. You know, here we are this weekend, you know, these folks from South Carolina haven't been to the Ford before, but they're, you know, seeing it firsthand and, and, you know, undoubtedly going to go back and, and share what a wonderful experience they had here. And so, yes, we're, we're very privileged again um, to be able to contest our championships at, at the very best courses in Georgia. Well, you're at one of them right now, as you just mentioned. Matt, we appreciate your time. Best of luck to the Georgia Peaches. Go Peaches. As they got the gigantic lead. Has, has anybody ever come back from down 12-6, Matt? I, I don't know, BK. We, we don't, um, <laughs> we don't not have the record in place. I don't think we've yeah. ever lost this tournament. <laughs> we're yeah, we're going to declare it. Yeah, I think we're undefeated against the state of South Carolina forever. The media is yeah. going to run with yeah. the story, Matt. You're not responsible anymore. <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that and get back to you on it. Well, good luck to you this afternoon, too. Thank you very much. 10.05 is the tea time. This show ends at 9.58. So uh, we're set. We're all set. We'll turn around. Yeah, that's no right. big deal. <laughs> Matt, you are the man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. God, that's Matt Vanderpool, CEO. Oh, I forgot to ask him. What a list, of course. CEO of the Georgia State Golf Association. Chief Executive Officer. He was the Executive Director. Not anymore. He's the CEO. Apparently, he's moving up in the world. The buck stops there. He is the top of the pyramid. They didn't have a CEO before. Everything flows downhill from him. Aaron Thorne. Okay, Aaron Thorne is here. She's with us. She's probably wishing she had slept in at this point. Ladies golf coach at Kennesaw State University. This is what we do. We carry on. Perfect. Yeah, you're okay with that. Of course. You guys are in between seasons over there at Kennesaw State. We are. We're, uh, you know, getting kids back on campus uh, this week primarily, and uh, then we hit the ground running for, for our tournament season. Yeah. It's, this is such a weird world we live in. There's Matt talking about... Uh, junior girls golf, and I'm thinking, like, Aaron can't ask a question because that could be a recruiting violation. It could have been a uh, recruiting violation. Like, I can't violation. even imagine what world you live in. Uh, were you even allowed to listen to that? Are you allowed to even read this story? Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, th- those all. are all good, yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't want to get you in any trouble. I appreciate it. Now, we had one of her student-athletes on our show, Tori Owens. That's right. Signed an NIL deal with this very club. Mm-hmm. You probably can't talk about that either. I mean, not the details of it and that sort of thing, but yeah. She did. She's a, she's got to deal with with the Dogwood Golf Club. Yeah, that's and that's another thing that's this. Wait, so so our audience is very familiar with the football side of things, mm-hmm. and and the whole world got familiar with it when uh, when the coaches started going at each other in the SEC media days. Uh, how is this affecting the world of of college golf? I mean, f- from what I've experienced, it's very minimal, um, especially with our team being so international. Um, the, the international kids can't uh, secure any here because of their uh, student visa restrictions. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, with a, with a student visa, you can't work any off-campus jobs. And, you know, signing an NIL deal would uh, be considered one of those off-campus jobs. So, I mean, aside from Tori, it's been pretty quiet. Now, to that point, if they, let's say they were from Finland and they signed an NIL deal with a Finnish company, mm-hmm. then could they come over Definitely. and continue that? They just can't sign with the, a yeah, company over yeah, here. Exactly. So so how does this affect Alabama football? So I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Or yeah. Georgia football. You can't have the Australian punter. That's really the only guy you want. Kia is sponsoring them in Australia, yeah. and then he can come over. Get, get right, Foster's. Foster's. Right. <laughs> but then I don't know that we're even going to know that. It's not like he's going to have a Foster's patch. No. On the jersey, no. but I, I don't think those are the only international players that uh, 
creep into college starting rosters, at least at this point. I don't know. I don't agree with that. Could be wrong about that. Uh, but that is interesting that no international NIL deals. Right. Wow. Uh, so you guys are gearing up. You were telling me this. Where Where is the Kennesaw State women's team going this fall? Yeah, so the fall schedule, we start by, by heading up to Penn State. Happy Valley. Happy Valley, yeah. Um, and then we'll head out west to Vail, Colorado for the Golf Week uh, Red Sky Classic. And then uh, we head actually over to Savannah Golf Club for Georgia Southern's event. Um, and then we wrap up our season uh, at Old Stone, um, tournament hosted by Western Kentucky and Louisville, where they just hosted the USGA Junior Girls. Got to love that. And I thought for a second that's where we went and played. Old Stone, but we were actually playing in Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> we were in Nashville. We were in Nashville. Uh, it may have been Greystone or something. It's yeah. some sort of a stone. It was Greystone. Yeah. That's, I wasn't that far off. It was close. I missed Stone. by a state. <laughs> well, that's about by how far we missed qualifying as well. Yeah, we missed it by about a state. <laughs> You'd have done better keeping score in Memphis. Yeah, we hmm. tried. Uh, okay, so they're, they're just a flashback. Because Erin showed up, and she was she was acting as my caddy yesterday. Now, she couldn't carry the bag, not allowed to walk. So, you know, it was a very passive role. But as a, uh, as a spiritual guide, she was tremendous. <laughs> a mental Sherpa, if you will. Uh, I did ask her to read a couple of putts, which, too, is... I've been here for 25 years. Still tricky. It's still tricky. She got the two reads correctly. Do you remember how many putts one of the two of us didn't read in, uh, in Nashville? No. There was only one. Oh. Yes, it was late in the round. We were already eliminated by then. But uh, but Henry actually came in and read it. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. And he nailed it. He nailed it. And we made it. Yeah. And wish that would have mattered. Yeah, I've blocked that entire weekend <laughs> okay. completely out. <laughs> Not our best competitive performance in our history of playing together. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Aaron, before we take this break... We we are we're, for twenty minutes. We're talking about all about the live golf stuff. Tuesday, it comes to a head on Tuesday. At least phase one comes to a head on right. Tuesday. What do you think? It's it's that whole idea of you know it seems like they want their cake and eat it too kind of idea. Yeah, you know it's a lot of money and and why do you want to come back to a place that you know you thought was treating you terrible so i think that's a great spot to put a pin in because jj colleen i believe it no it was J, it may have been max homa somebody on twitter said exactly that they want their cake and i think eat it was it joel too. damon actually i saw it that was joel morning. damon yeah. well uh, the, you guys aren't seeing the tweet that i saw because he stopped right there and he was quarreling with that phrase first of all if you have a cake if it's your cake why do you not get to eat it of course you want to eat it too who in the world gets given a cake and doesn't get to eat it? Where did this phrase come from? Was it the Marie Antoinette let them eat cake? And I don't know. From that? <laughs> I don't know, but it seemed as though she, mm. and even there, she, political ramifications aside, she was offering to share cake. But and it, it cost her her head. It, well, but it still seemed like she got the first shot at the cake. Yeah, she owned the cake when she said let them eat cake. Yes. So, yeah, she got killed because she offered the cake. It just seems like... I don't think she really offered it. She just assumed everybody had cake. See, now you're getting, a, you're getting us sidetracked. <laughs> not me. I'm not getting us sidetracked. I just don't understand that phrase. If you have the cake, you should can I, be Can I come in it. here, Brian? Derek Thomas. I think with a, so with a clarification. I've <laughs> always thought about it as saying, I want to eat my cake, 
and then I still want to have my cake too. Well, so does that make sense? So once you eat your cake, you don't have any more you can't cake. Have it so anymore. I want to. I want to eat the cake and still have cake in my back pocket at the same right. time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's the way I've always thought about it. Even if that's not right, Derek, that's what it should be. That is utterly brilliant. I agree. That's that's what the phrase should be. You gonna give me credit? I'm giving you Derek Put Thomas it on the board. credit. <laughs> Unfortunately, Derek, we don't have our intern this week, so your name will not go on the tote board. Yes. Adam beat Ollie to the building last week and decided he gets a week off. He's gonna that. celebrate for this. <laughs> beat it by two minutes. <laughs> because we had a little parking snafu. Yeah, well. Um <laughs> uh, uh, they definitely want to eat ha- ha- whatever Derek said. Yeah. That's what they, they want. They want to eat their yeah. cake and have it, too. And still have it left over yeah. for them. I can't see a scenario where that's going to happen. I just can't. No. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the other mutations. The other thing that Davis said after he talked about my neighbors are suing me, uh, he talked about the possibility that the tour players won't play. Why did he talk about that? Why did he say that? Is that feasible? Well, no, it's not. But we'll tell you why he said it. Because it's more feasible than you think when we come back. We are live at the Dogwood Golf Club. Club championship is going on. They don't have the trophy sitting out there on the desk. That's all right. I'll just keep it. It's the Golf Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Two of Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the Golf Show with Brian K. Crick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's Sports Station. The Fan. Georgia PGA is busy this week. The L&J Georgia Open up there at uh, Jennings Mill up near Athens. Uh, Bogart, Georgia. Austin Morrison is the leader by two shots over Ryan Elmore. There's an amateur, Jackson Buchanan, in third. Stanton Shore from down there in Columbus. The Country Club of Columbus is in th- also tied for third. But 11 under par through three rounds up there at uh, Jennings Mill. Great golf course. Yeah. Have you played Jennings Mill? I have. I got to play. Did uh, you hit the house trying to cut the corner? I probably did. I don't even know it. I, admit, I guess I've only played it once. So I don't know specifically which hole you're talking about, yeah, but that definitely sounds like the type of thing I would do. Um, L&J, Georgia Open, georgiapga.com if you want to follow along. Aaron Thorne is with us, ladies golf coach at Kennesaw State University. She's the voice of the Owls. Yes, we all are. All of us are voice of the house. I could be wrong about that, but if I was, I wouldn't be the first one that was wrong about that. That is true. <laughs> so There would be a precedent of yes. somebody else being wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Will Zalatoris. Oh, got a divorce. Got a divorce. Fires In the middle caddy. of a tournament. Middle of a tournament. Oh, and they were boys, too. He and Ryan Goble, yeah, that was uh, his first full-time caddy. He had been with him this entire run inside the top 50 of the World Golf Rankings and said all the things, all these quotes that uh, I mean, it just wasn't working out. He says, uh, there were guys that we'd love to have. It doesn't matter what the quotes are. He, he wants to stay with Ryan, but it was time. Yeah, bottom line, I think he said, you know, they're really close. They go to dinner all the time. They're really good friends, but they started to have some problems off the golf course, and that bled onto the golf course, and they had problems on the golf course that were bleeding off the golf course. So it was to salvage the relationship better that they split now than continue. Yeah. So after Friday's round, his coach, I believe his swing coach, became his caddy. Josh Gregory. Josh Gregory was the head men's golf coach at Augusta State back when it was Augusta State mm-hmm. and when they won the back-to-back national championships. There you go. Henrik Norlander and Patrick Reed. Josh Gregory was the coach. Uh, he then went to SMU and he was Bryson's coach there. 
Uh, he is now going to caddy for Will Zalatoris. That is not going to be the situation going forward. He's going to find somebody, uh, somebody permanent. Uh, but yeah, that, that'd be a, a job a lot of people are raising their hand for. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good team. And the PGA Tour came out with their schedule, the official schedule. By the way, uh, they released that. It's very similar to this year's schedule. A uh, couple differences. The British Open is a week later, so that pushes uh, the Open Championship. Uh, I, don't, I don't know which Open you're talking about. The Open. Uh, which which Open? The Open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the bait there. <laughs> I love how that played out, though. The British Open, what are you talking Open I, Championship. I see the Valero Texas the Open. Open. <laughs> Your oh. co-host is simply being belligerent. What kind of kangaroo court <laughs> rules in favor of the players? Uh, so it slides a week later, which means the Rocket Mortgage Classic winds up uh, having to go earlier. Uh, it takes the Fourth of July slot. Uh, these are nobody. Nobody cares. The, the big change is because that's all going to work. The purses are up at a bunch of the events, mm-hmm. and after the Tour Championship of next year, which is going to happen August, it's going to end on August twenty seventh. That's it. No more fall season. Yes. This is at, this is next year, and so we're going to finish this year. There will be fall events. Yes. But they will not be part of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right. And those fall events are where the wiggle room is uh, with with Davis Love the Third. Davis Love is now saying there might be a compromise. What was the tease? The tease was something live-related. Uh, the tease was um, Davis Love came out with what seemed like a very severe idea, right. but there may be some credibility to it. Here's what he said. If somehow they start losing lawsuits... And, and the court says, oh, well, these guys get to play in the playoffs, even though they're suspended. If you tell the PGA Tour players that players that were suspended for breaking rules that you followed. That you created. That you created and you followed and that all these guys that broke the rules, they get to play with you. Davis is suggesting those guys aren't going to play. We'll just not play. Boycott. Boycott. Walkout. A strike. Yes. As it were. Do you think that could you see like Billy Horschel holding a sign, you know, no scabs allowed? And I mean, the political cartoons of this would be great. You know, Taylor Gooch and Matt Jones outside the fence of the factory trying to get inside to earn their daily wage. Well, specifically in Memphis, where they don't play, there's nobody. It's the top 125 in FedEx Cup points, period. Yes. If a guy pulls out, 126 doesn't get in. No, which was the big thing where they talked about the suspended players not getting in is they were going to go down the list to fill to 125. Which they did. Yes. They, they announced an eligibility points list. Now, are those guys in? The, are we going to have 128? No, it's still it's 125. Yeah, so if three guys get in, they'd have to play 128. They're not going to they're not going to kick, kick somebody out. out no. They're not going to kick a tour member out to make room for somebody that's on suspension. They will still cut to 70. They're going to yeah. they're going to have and I'm not talking about cutting in the event. I'm talking about from this event to the BMW Championship. We go from 125 in points down to 70 in points. No ties. 70. So only 70 will start the following week in uh, in Wilmington. See, Delaware. I think the PGA Tour should give a point bonus for everybody that's not suspended. So if you're not well, suspended and these other three players get in, you, you automatically start with 100 more points than you normally would. Okay, that would be – I'm glad they're not doing that. It's a heck of an idea. But Davis has thought about a walkout or a boycott. That's, that's never going to happen, no. Aaron. They're not going to do that, you think? No. No. But here's what it does do. If it's at least plausible – 
if the thought is we would have to play Memphis, 125-player field with three players, we're going to play with three, then it does give the PGA Tour plausibility to say we can't play under these circumstances. Our members are not playing. We can't play. So that event you just sued to get in, we're not having it. Yeah, it's an interesting idea not happening. It would be an utter disaster. Oh, from a corporate sponsorship side, from a ticket sales side, from a hospitality side, from a television contract side, the, the cost of canceling the FedEx Cup playoff would be astronomical. They could just postpone it until, you know, this is a temporary injunction. Junction, let's get the permanent case. We can wait. You're going to wait three years? I don't know. It's going to take a long time it's, for that antitrust to filter its way through the courts. It's more legal positioning and more legal wrangling. At this point, we're not bored with it because it just started. We'll be bored with it pretty soon. I'm disappointed by it. Yeah. I'm saddened by it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised by it. Sometimes he just says it better than anybody else can say it, Aaron. Yeah, and I mean, you got to think back to 94 and what that strike did for baseball. You know, I say that. You say that. Yeah, she said that. She said that. Um, this is not a he said, she said. I was taking credit for it. <laughs> uh, Derek has been through this. I've been through this. All the all the work stoppages and all the sports, we get tons of passionate fans that call, oh, I'm done. I'm done with baseball. I'm done with You're not done, and you've never been done. It's not the passionate ones. It's the fringe ones. It's your casual. The fringe ones, yeah. you don't lose the fringe ones with a work stoppage. I'd love I'd love for that to be the case. I'd love for the fact, you know, I'd, you know, we wouldn't because you're a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan. Hockey had this situation. You'd love to think that you didn't lose anybody. Hockey had a lockout? Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> From Cleveland, Ohio, we don't watch hockey. Uh, but in reality, you don't actually lose any fans. Right. They say they you do. Oh, I haven't watched a game since 97. Boy, that was fun last night, though. I was, you know, they, they, you're watching. So I don't know that that's, in theory, that's a thing. I don't yeah. know that in reality that's a thing. But you hope not. I mean, how's hockey? Are they I back? Mean, I mean, it, yes, they're back. Yeah, they're from, back. But what are the viewerships and, and that sort of thing? I don't know. Well, they're, they're probably better than they've been in a long time because you just went back on ESPN. Is the NHL still yeah. a thing? Is what? Is the NHL still a thing? Stop. <laughs> Just in Toronto because they're still praying okay, for that Stanley yeah. Cup. All right. Well, that makes okay. sense. They've got the parade route all set again. We are on the tee in uh, a few minutes. My clubs are down on that cart. Are you getting that butterfly feeling? No, I'm turning my computer off. Leaned <laughs> <laughs> over. I didn't know if you were getting nervous. Uh, I don't think we're going to hit any range balls. Are we okay, Aaron? I think we're good to go. Okay. She's very low-key, Caddy. It's a good Caddy for you. <laughs> She's very low-key. Uh, she figured out to remind me about tempo. That worked. You hit some greens. Yeah. I'm still doing the grip pressure? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Gripping it like that with the left hand? Yeah. That keeps it from going hard left. That worked most of the day, except for once. Uh, thanks to everybody here at Dogwood. Aaron, thanks for coming over. Yeah. Let's Pleasure get that to meet trophy. you. You too. Yes. Uh, Braves and Mets, 410 first pitch from City Field. Have a great Sunday, everybody. 3 o'clock Central Time. <laughs> this morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. 
Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.